Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Chewing the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. How been you guys? It's the Black Country Blokes, showing the fact that everything is mental health, disability and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime as always, Lee Cadman. Now we've had all summer off, but <laughs> what summer we've had, hasn't it been a bloody vile summer? We're I mean, not, not what we've actually done, but whatever it was, we had that little dabble in June we had last week, but hasn't it been miserable? We've made the best of it, haven't we, old pal? That's the whole key to it, isn't it? You know, um, unfortunately, we can't change the weather. Um, so you've got to make the best of What's the situation. It? Billy Connolly said there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. We went to Bournemouth. Bad attitudes. We went to Bournemouth for the weekend, me and my girls. And, you know, it'd be gorgeous. When it was gorgeous on the beach, it could be absolutely anywhere in the world. But then it wasn't just rain. The heavens would open. And you'd have 500 English people running to the same shelter. But even that makes you laugh, doesn't he? I love it when you go away in this country. No matter what the weather, I'm on my holidays and my shirt's coming off. <laughs> shirt's coming off. I'm wearing my shorts. Yeah, okay. yeah it's tipping down the stone on the ground. I don't care, shirt's off, going in the sea. Yeah. But and it, it, you meet characters. What I do love about going away, I've said it a million times, before we get into our gratitude list, I love going away because I turn my phone off. I don't have my phone on me. And I love people watching. And I'm one of them. I, I love just talking to random people. And we're in Bournemouth. And the Uber drivers and taxi drivers, they were just great. You know, every taxi driver we had there could have been a philosopher. And, you know, we were just having a laugh and a philosophy check with Bournemouth. It's brilliant. I love interacting with people. You know, because people are interested when you break it down. It doesn't matter where you're from. Find something that brings us together. And you know what I mean? It's, it's great. Oh, I love being here at the club. I mean, my gratitude list. I'm so grateful for the coaches I've got around from. Dad being here, Big John, Christian's back. Josh and Jay have been taking them all around, sparring and Simon's doing this. And boxing season's back here now. So I'm grateful for my Lions family around me. I'm grateful to be back here with you. I'm grateful for my blood family, my mum, my dad, me, my daughter, my, my wife. I'm grateful for the people in my life. I'm grateful that we're still going and we're going stronger than ever. So, yeah, got a lot to be grateful for. What are you grateful for, bro? Oh, so I think looking back over the six weeks, I'm just grateful to have some holiday, spend some time with the kids. Um, yeah, just having a bit of quality time, spending time down the caravan. Um but I think more recently, now we've got back into it, I'm grateful to be back into a kind of routine mm. at the same time because when you are away, you do kind of lose all that. And uh, it's nice, yeah, it's nice to be back into a routine. Well, you say routine because routine is so important to our mental health and our mental well-being. Uh, routine and direction. Before I went on my big holiday, I was training every day. I wasn't drinking. I was eating right. Then I had two weeks off and I lost all my routine. And since then, it was just before six weeks holiday. Then you've had the six weeks holiday. And it's so easy because then have spirals of drinking a bit too much and eating your takeaways 
and I'll start my training tomorrow. I know a lovely saying. I think it was um what's the rock's real name? Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Shout out, Dwayne. <laughs> but it was him too. He goes, um, it's either I'll do it tomorrow or day one. I thought, how great that is. Either I'll do it tomorrow or today is the first day that I'm doing it. And I thought that narrative in that mind is brilliant. Because when we procrastinate, we never actually get anywhere. But when we just step away from it and do it now, it gets done straight away. And I think that's the problem when you are drinking and being lazy, even to, I'll take the recycling out tomorrow, or I'll do the bin in a bit, or I'll do the washing up. But when you are focused and you're on your A game, and today is the day it's getting done, it's amazing what you can accomplish, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is. But I think you've also got to realise that life will throw things in your way that will break your routine. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. That's cool. It happens to me all the time. It's happened today. You know, my daughter's had to stay out of school, so that means I've had to stay uh, stayed at home with her and um, looked after her instead of going out to work and doing my usual. And again, that's a break in the routine that I'm getting back into as we come out of the holidays. Um, and that's one thing she's taught me. Actually, it doesn't matter. Does it matter? No, because tomorrow, or maybe not tomorrow, maybe the next day, but just don't punish yourself for dropping off and and keeping on with those bad habits because... You haven't done it for a while. I think I'd say, don't beat yourself up. Start when you stop smoking and you go, oh, I've done a month without smoking. Then you have a fag and you go, oh, well, I, I've, you know, well, you've just done 29 days without one. If you've had 20 on that one night, don't beat yourself up. Because day one, I'm not smoking again from now. Be kind to yourself. But there are some, some obstacles in life that are thrown on us. And there's some we throw upon ourselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, some it's like, you know, you have a car accident or your kids mm. get poorly or whatever. Yeah. That's... But if you're trying to stop drinking, don't walk into a pub when you're first at it. Precisely, you're, yeah. you're throwing yourself in that situation, aren't you? Yeah, precisely. And being around smokers, being a, a packing gambling, to try and stay away from the bookies. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, but that that's... The skills, the tools that we pick up through failing, mm -hmm. you've got to learn the key to the key to your failures, yeah, and the key to your successes. Going, if I keep repeating my failures, then something's wrong, yeah. or I can fail, fall over, and go, hmm. Yeah, it's like drinking. So if you're trying to stop drinking, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, you know what, I'll, 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 I'm have a craving or i'm going around this where my friends house and they're all drinking and then you get back on that bandwagon you know where you went wrong mm. you know i'm not saying don't visit your friends but do it to your own in your own time in your own things that when you know you can manage it there's no point doing it into a week of not drinking yeah because there's a good chance you're going to fall off that wagon that's it when you're you're stubborn or you're very easily late because... Yeah, and I think when you're... It's a time scale thing. Like, mm. um, if you've done three years without drinking or smoking, you're more likely to try and protect those three years. Mm. Whereas if you're a month... Uh, you're a week or a month in, it's less like... You know, you're not mm. trying to... You, it's not not a mass amount of time, is it? So, you, you, you know, you, you've, you've still got the feeling for it as well. Mm. But on about success... 
You've just passed uh, your course, haven't you? Send. Course. Send, yeah. So send law level one, two, and three. Completed it today, um, which a charity called Ipsy provide. Uh, yeah, so it's all done, and hopefully we can start helping uh, parents with disabled children, EHCPs, uh, all that kind of stuff, and tribunals. But what do all those words? What does send stand for? Now? So it's special educational needs and disability. And what's that breakdown to? So basically, that's a law regarding um, children with disabilities and their educational needs. I can't remember the year of the law now, but it's a law. It's and they break them. They condense it to make it easier than writing all that long thing. Yeah. But yeah, all it is is really while 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 your child is in school, and if they have a disability, mentally, physically, uh, it's it's making sure they get the support in place to be able to as much as possible not be at a disadvantage than any other kid would be any added disadvantage added yes you know what I mean? added and and uh to try and yeah, to try and level that playing field i suppose really well I, I had it i mean terrible back when i was at school you know how different it was and you hope it's moved forwards but unfortunately as i always say like people have always fell down the cracks but unfortunately, the cracks have become chasms, haven't they? Yeah. And when you read out some statistics, and I don't know if you've still got them up there, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, you read some of them, and you're thinking, everyone on earth has he got these bloody bads? Yeah. Well, I'll just explain it slightly. So when, when you get a, a child with a disability going to school, you can ask to be assessed for a EHCP, which basically is an educational needs plan. So you can put in there just for just for instance your child might need speech and language therapy this is one one thing so you put in there basically the child needs speech and language therapy. this is why they need it because you know they might need to catch up with these or they might get need to get the best out their education this is who's going to give the that so you get a qualified professional speech and language therapist no point kept going in there and do it basically he's not qualified to do it how long it should be for how many times a week you, you write it down in very simple terms so it's half an hour twice a week this person's gonna gonna do it no vague terms you know there's no dispute in that but let's say that that need is not met um so that needs not met obviously you speak to the school first and say look you're not giving this half an hour a week you're only doing 15 minutes or you're not you're doing nothing at all speak to the school if it's still not right then you can take it to a tribunal where a judge or three ju three judges will decide whether it is the case to do that. Or it can be something as simple as like my daughter, when I went to my tribunal with my daughter, um, the local authority didn't have a school placement for her. So on a, she's severely disabled, so it's pretty guaranteed she'd have an EHCP. But on there, it has to specify where this EHCP takes place. They didn't have a school for us so we had to go to tribunal to fight to even put her into a school um the statistics last year we're working off last year because we're not finished this year parents or guardians that took the local authority to a tribunal for varying reasons won by 95 percent that's mad in it and that was uh, the mental tribunals last year were uh, or the sorry the amount of people who started tribunals should I say started the process they weren't all have finished it was 11,000 and, and a bit of change 
to 11,000 people. Um, and decisions made were 9,000 and something. So 9,000 people, 95% of them got their decision in their favour as parents and guardians. And unfortunately, it's the average day honest person going to court's petrifying. It's I'm I I've never been to court, and up to that point, I'd never been to a tribunal. But on the lead up to it, that's what I imagined it would be like. And while I was in it, kind of what it like be in court, mm. kind of the same thing. You had two teams, for want of a better word, and three judges in in front of you. Before you go, you're, you're handing all the paperwork of why you think, why what you make your case. Um, the same with the opposite, same with the local authority. They'll that, that, that paperwork and make, make your case, and you're allowed to read through that, and I suppose then you can combat any argument on either side. Um, and he did. He felt very much like a, like a course. And uh, the last, one of the last, I was, uh, my wife writ a statement, and I had to read it out in the end. I've, I've been on this podcast god knows how many times you know and we've done all this we've done speaking in front of builders and hairy ass blokes and you know we've done quite a bit now mm. that broke me doing that reading that statement out as the last thing to do absolutely I've tears down my eyes because you I, feel like you're the villain or a phony or an imposter uh, no, not so much that not i knew we was right i know yeah and but... you were that you were that scared that the outcome's not going to go your way. And you do feel, I wouldn't say I felt like a bit because the judges there are fantastic. All they want to get to is the truth of the matter. So we'd put in to go to the school she actually got into. We won out. We put into this school and the, and the, and they were arguing that there was not enough capacity in this school. So, and, and other things, but that was the main kind of argument. So we want this school. They've not named the school at all, which, you know where she'd have gone if not i don't know but and, and but we so we want this call for these reasons um i forgot where i was going with that but anyway and yeah so the, but the george is looking at the evidence so he will ask things like well what's the classroom size are you using every single classroom in that school so it's very factual based you know they're not they're not for or against you they just go well this is the evidence um is it possible to fit this person in that school in that, that occasion? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit more detailed, but that's what they're looking for. But it must be honest, if, win if the, the people are winning 95%. The people who are untrained are winning 95%. Some of them we're trying. That's a bit, that's a bit uh, you know. But, the, you know, the, 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 the vast majority day. of new HCPs, like in our, in our situation, won't know that system at all. Not even close to it. Um, hence why I did the course after, because we want to help people and, and guide them through through that process. Um, but yeah, and, and to make it even worse, the government have signed a contract now with a company, and there was nothing about saying of nineteen point something million pounds to reduce EHCPs or new EHCPs by twenty percent. So they're already losing a lot. So they're just going to end up losing more instead of doing the job. Instead the of doing, time. what did I say the figure was that they spent? So on on trying to defend parents taking taking them to tribunal, something like two hundred and fifty six million mm. in a year trying yeah. to defend them. And you, like I just said, there were 
conclusions were 9,000 and something. You divide 9,000 by 256 million. It seems quite obvious where you can save money there. Mm. You know. But then you're looking at like Birmingham Council going boom. They're thinking, well. And they're one of the worst offenders. Through mm. not looking after the people who need it the most. Through not through not listening, not putting support in place, you know, um, yeah, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. But everything's a trickle-on effect, isn't it? You have a poorly child who needs help. When they don't get help, the parents, the guardians get stressed. This turns into mental health, and then no one's getting well, are they? You can imagine the mental battle you go through to go through a tribunal. You mm -hmm. couldn't even look. So I'm, I've never been to court. I've never been so just that. Let's forget about the illnesses and everything. Yeah, I've yeah. said to you many times, if if that had have happened to me the year before, my daughter was starting school the year before that. At that time, she'd spent over the summer period two months in intensive care. Mm. I'd have had no chance of having that strength to fight that mm. at all. It just wouldn't have been there. I'd have been too busy making sure she made it through that period. And people are at breaking point then. Yeah. And anything, not a small thing, they're big things, education, you kids, because you're interested not only anyone out there who's got an able-bodied child, how frightening it is allowing someone to have full control of your child, never mind a child with special needs, and they can be non-verbal. That must take immense amount of trust. And then to not know if that trust is worth giving, never mind we've had sleepless nights mm. and they're in and out of hospital and you and your partner are teaching for throat and the other kids are at school and it's an added stress that you can do without, isn't it? And there's also, um, so I have to remember the time, but I think, I think it was October, our tribunal. So she was meant to start school in September as every other kid does. So it was October, I think it went, it was either October or November. She didn't actually start school then till after the February after. Mm. So there's a knock on effect on her education. Us then not getting as much respite mm. because she's not going to school you know it's a, it's a it's all it's all catastrophes do you think though because that was 2000 was it 19 they started school because they only did half of reception and then we had the madness our kids i'm sure it's 19 because the same school year um Possibly. i think they started 19 so as they went in the february oh yeah they've been it, the next the said in the march could they, no, they, I think she might have gone the year. I can't remember now. Well, you know, but it's that kind of beast bass bosh. Yeah. And I remember saying to you at the time, like, she couldn't fit into a mainstream school. No. You know, it's not one of them, like, uh, where he's got a, a speech impediment or he's got visual impairment or he's got... Or he's in a wheelchair, but he's perfect. You perfect, able-minded and yeah. can talk. And you think about what world are you living in? Mm. But is, I think, I have to remember this as well, the year that my daughter was meant to go to school, it wasn't just her case where they... Where they 50, looked, I think. Yes, 50, 50 children with educational needs round in, in the Dudley Borough didn't have a placement. Now, these kids, you know, they've all they've been born, they've been coming through nursery. It should be no surprise at some point they're going to want to go to a school. Yeah. And it should be no surprise. You might not know every single one of them that can potentially at, at, um, mm. go to mainstream and, and potentially to special school. But by the time you're coming up to that point, you have a very good knowledge of that. And those those 
you should have those school placements in place it hasn't been god forbid ever a catastrophe mm. and something happened and a lot of children made very poorly it was they they've had these conditions and as you said they're on the radar mm. through social services through the doctors through the hospitals and it's where where is Kala kev lee gonna go well, where's your ehcp the starts in nursery yeah it's not something that also all of a sudden happens in school it starts earlier a lot earlier don't get me wrong you can you can do you can go for, you know you can be starting nursery and and your growth before and then for some reason you go there and maybe you're autistic course, and yeah. those traits are coming out more and you're realizing that it's disrupting your school day more yeah. or you need help getting through your school your school day and um, so it can do but you know there is a there is a good amount as well that have them through nursery well they were the kids in the illness who fell through the cracks yeah who just all of a sudden we've budgeted for 100 and now we've got 102 mm. still not right for those two but it's when more people are falling through the chasm that again over to the other side that's when we're losing the battle yeah and unfortunately there's a lot of that everywhere at the moment isn't that yeah and again that's why i've enjoyed doing the course i'm looking forward to finding parents who were in a situation and reassuring them is more than anything you know the knowledge now is 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 better there's going to be a lot of cases hopefully that come up and i'm going to have to research more to help them get through it because it's ultimately it's a, it's a number of different laws you have to learn to be able to do it and uh even though the courses are great they're in-depth laws um so you know it's going to be a lot of learning but at least i can reassure that i've been through that process mm -hmm. um <laughs> and i can tell them about the 95 percent. i mean basically i can't lose at this point but that gives you hope doesn't it, it? does because you know when it's five percent mm. get through then you're thinking how's the little man ever going to put how are we ever going to fight the big guys yeah and it, and it put people off fighting wouldn't it yeah but where you when you're talking 95 percent Still not guaranteed. Still not guaranteed. But it's but a better chance. Yeah, yeah. The the, the, the cards are stacked in your favour. Now, next week, we've got on uh, Tuesday next week, the 19th, we're having the great barbers who are coming on our show later to talk about mental health, men's mental health especially. Was it good life? I'm just checking that, because you did ask me to check earlier. Yeah. And, and Yes, good life barbers in Birmingham. Good life barbers in Birmingham. They're going to be coming down to the Lions ABC and trimming hair from 10 a.m to 5 p.m ish and they're charging five pounds so if you need a trim or a haircut or a big cut or whatever five pounds that's a blooming steal upstairs next to our studio come down meet us come and see everyone have a cheap haircut and the money's going to be going to the black country blokes so we're doing one of our ventures one of our talks one of our uh we'll we'll find a good way we don't like wasting money when they've uh when they've given to us we don't like wasting money anyway but we'll do something spectacular with it. So please come down and uh, come and see them. And they're, they're on after that, aren't they? They're coming on They've after. got a long day, aren't they there, Kev? Good they, on them. And come down, Bill, who boxes for us. He's going to be on telling it about his story and the gaffer's going to be down here. And it's going to be nice. Because, you know, like like your boxing coach, like your barman, like your barbers, we're the council estate councillors, where you sit down in the barber's chair or lean the bar or on the pads, and you get into the nooks and crannies of people's problems. You open up. You might just start off with seeing the footy, watch the boxing, go on holiday. Then before you know it, you're having a really deep conversation with someone. And it's amazing how much people can open up to you. And I think it's great that uh, more people like them 
I do in their part to talk about mental health because I, I'm, I'm, it's been around forever and I've suffered most of my adult life and it's great now people are talking about it and helping each other about it and I have them problems or I have them wobbles or I've been there son and it's okay you can get through it and by together we can get through it not saying it's going to be easy because I ain't going to lie to you but we can do our part together to make differences can't we yeah and, and men supporting men's fan fantastic you know forget about this all this macho stuff let's support each other well we've been going since 2019 haven't we and the world has had so many many well, it's basically it's, our, it's basically our four-year anniversary now isn't it <laughs> is it, it, probably, yeah. it probably to the day now yeah. well, four years and how the world has changed it's been unbelievable in that four years hasn't it yeah with pandemics you know 20 prime ministers <laughs> the death of the queen and but like and it's i'm saying when, and, when we're looking at the intro we, we look young yeah. <laughs> it's only four years ago not as holden haggard what's his podcast doing to us <laughs> but we sort of next door then downstairs then digitally then in here then at home then here then at home and it's amazing in those four years because we started off talking about men's mental health which i'm still proud ambassadors for and we've bridged off to so much but it was a bit of a mute conversation wasn't it people weren't talking about it and it's great since the pandemic how people have really tasted it and become more open with it and hopefully we are moving in a better direction of it it was suicide prevention day on sunday and it's great how many people are speaking out about it because i say this i don't know if it's more open more that we're so open with it and people talk but suicide used to be that thing that used to happen behind closed doors and then more and more people are coming out saying it happened to my brother it happened to my dad it happened to this and I think by sharing pain and talking about pain, we can deal with pain better because we realise we're not at, we're not the only ones who are suffering, and it's bloody horrible. But a gentle word, a text message, a hug, a cuddle, a whatever it is, can make the big, biggest of difference to people, can't it? It does. And instead of just saying, you know what, I bloody he was the greatest bloke when he was alive. Go ahead and tell someone when they're alive how much they mean to you. Because mm. that might just stop them from doing something so late that they can't come back from. Reach out and tell people you love them because heaven forbid you don't see them tomorrow. Well, Paul, well done on passing the course, first Thank of you. all. I look forward to being back here next week and I'll, uh, I've had a trim, haircut, and I think I'm doing a talk for Beacon for the Blind, but I'm not sure what's <laughs> going on. But I'll uh, be telling you all about that next week. Any sayings, old pal? Always look on the bright side of life, Kev. No, oh, well done. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for paying attention. Until we see each other next time, you all take care of yourselves and each other. Try a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page, and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, Tararabit. Listen, listen.